This is DWZ Podcast with Jay right here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Jay right here. So, folks, welcome back to another episode here for all of you. We've got some interesting topics we want to discuss. And possibly, let's see what we go from there. Now, the first topic here is about, of course, one of the most recognizable wrestlers today coming out of Europe. We're talking about the in-ring general, Walter. Now, we haven't heard or seen Walter since he lost the NXT UK Championship to Igla Dragunov. I mean, those ma- that match was also another instant classic that we actually witnessed. But since then, we haven't heard from him, but... The recent development I did saw, he was part of the European tour by WWE. He was in a match against Cesaro, which was good. And I just don't know what was going on. But however, interesting news is coming out. He's been now open with the possibilities of moving to the U.S. to be part of the NXT brand in Florida. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. Some of you are saying, why didn't Walter didn't do that before? Now... It was to me my my assumption I felt made because he just didn't want to leave. As you guys know, he's also an instructor down in Europe. He taught many wrestlers there. I don't know, I think he feel like what if WWE Universe will never accept his brand of style of wrestling? I mean, it's totally understandable. That's what I thought. You know, I mean he is a fantastic wrestler, you know, te- uh, technical, very, you know, old school type. But I did not know. But some of you are trying, why is he talking about that now? Now, this is what later became that I did not know. And it could ties into his time, the reason why we haven't seen him. It just turned out he's currently dating Ginny. That's right. That NXT UK star Ginny. Now, I'm like thinking, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Is he having an affair with his wife? And I'm like, and I realize that's not really the case. It turns out ever since he got lost the title, he was in the process of divorce. Now, some people start to think, was she the reason he was deciding not to move to the U.S.? I mean, look, let's just talk about that a little bit on that on that part. As you guys know, Bronson Reed, or as we know him now as Jonah, his wife moved with him to to the United States, even though they're um, they're a Austra- uh, New Zealand native, I think. But it was strange that that happened. But I don't know why all of a sudden this happened. I'm hearing now that he got divorced. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. But I think it would make sense why he would date Ginny. Now, there is no secret that at a certain time with these NXT UK stars, they move in, they move to the main brand of the NXT in, in Orlando, Florida, or Tampa, wherever they're doing their shows. I mean, we've seen that already with um, with Be Done, uh, the members of Imperium, uh, Eichner and Bartel. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, 
Piper Nevins, and I'm trying to think of anybody else. But yeah, we've seen those guys going there, but not since. But Walter was that one guy we wanted to see go to the NXT brand, but he didn't. But now that he's dating Jenny, there is no, there is a, a for certainty that we can see Jenny maybe one day heading to NXT. And if that's the case, then uh, hopefully things can work out great for Walter. You know, that's all I got about to say about him. Now, this interesting topic here uh, it's just started developed about a few, about a week or two ago. As you know, I've been following Stardom mostly with my favorite uh, faction or unit, as they call themselves now. They call it down in in Japan. Mina Shirakawa. Now. You probably asked me, what's going on with Mina Shirakawa? Well, uh, Tam Nakano, she was able to defeat Mayu Iwatani. But however, uh, she was challenged by her own teammate, Unagi Sayaka, which took place at uh, Kawasaki Super Wars. But now it appears as soon as that match was over between Tam and uh, Unagi, Another challenge arose, and this time, again, someone from her own team, and I'm talking about Mina Shirakawa, but I don't know what is going on in this type of story. I'm like, going, oh my god, she's being possessed or obsession about the Wonder of Stardom championship, or as we call it, the White Belt. I'm like, holy shit, she's acting like Gollum. My precious, my precious. And she's like being obsessed about it. Even in the press conference, it was so crazy. I'm like, I don't know if that was the whole part of the deal. Like for Mina to be obsessive or being Gollum, I don't know. I'm like, wow. (laughs) It's just so good how she's acting all possessive. And she never stops looking at the title, but... What I like about the story in, in this is Tam Nakano believes that the white belt itself is cursed. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you chased it for th- almost three years, Tam. You should know. And not only that, there are other girls, too, that want to get it. You see, at the time when this match between Tam and Mina Shirakawa was taking place at Tokyo Super Wars, there's a triple threat match. For the number one contendership for that belt, and that's uh, Sayaka Mitani, Natsupoi, and Himika. Now, why are these three individuals? Okay, Sayaka Mitani, former protege of of Tam Nakano, she had ch- a chance to obtain the belt, but she lost to her. Same thing with Natsupoi, uh, and now Himika. Now, I don't know what Himika had anything to do with this. I mean, she's currently the one third of the artist. Of Stardom Championship with um, with Natsupoi. Boy, but this thing with Mina and Tam is so good. Like Tam has that weird looks, like, oh my god, girl, you are crazy as hell. And not only that, she was on the ground, like being all crazy. I'm like, holy shit, it is so nuts. I'm like, wow, she plays it pretty well. And of course, she had to be dragged out of her feet from this. And it was Unagi who had to do it. I'm like, oh, man, Unagi, you need to take care of your girl. She's out of her freaking mind. But I thought it was pretty good about the whole thing. So, I mean, I know it's kind of wrong for me to call her Gollum, but it's true. She acts like it. 
But what do I think about the outcome? I mean, look, if Tam wins, there is a possibility that one of the three competitors that I mentioned, Saya Kamitani, Natsupoi, or Himika, could win it. But I don't know. I mean, if Tam wins it, at least she can hold on to the past. But if Mina wins it, that means she's going to be, do great lengths as possible to protect it. Now, there's been a lot of buzz about, about a lot of talk about how come the wonder of Stardom Belt is not being recognized as a, as a prestigious belt. Well, it turns out Bushi Road wants to focus more on the Red Belt, the world of Stardom, and that kind of makes more sense. It's like both of them are neck and neck in certain aspects. You know, I, to me, I view like the the world of Stardom as the top championship, and I looked at the Wonder as more of like the Intercontinental or something like that. You know, that's how I feel. But I don't know. I'm just that's how I I I view it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so. Well, we'll see what that takes place. I mean, like I said, it's so good to see how Mina's playing this obsessive person. Even Waka doesn't know what to think of it. You know, she knows what the hell is going on. But we'll see what happens when Tokyo Super Wars takes place. Now, you may have heard the good news coming this past Wednesday on Dynamite. We saw Rocky Romero said that he was in touch with his best friend, and we all know who his best friend is. Is the Rainmaker, Kaguchika Okada, saying that he wants the best friends to join Chaos. This is huge, folks. I mean, to me, Chaos are now expanding outside of the U.S. Now, if you guys know much about Chaos, then you guys know this obvious question. Now, for those who are new to this channel, you're probably going to ask, those who know Chaos, you're saying, but J-Rod, wasn't it Trent and uh, Chuck Taylor part of Chaos? Well, yes, they were part of Chaos until they made left New Japan to join AEW. That was the thing. So that kind of is the reason. They were not with Chaos since the start of 2019. Uh, since then, uh, I heard uh, from previous, uh, previous reports that, well... I'm well aware that Trent talked about that there was a bit of a, how do I say, not a feud. I, I don't know how you call it, but more like um, a disappointment in Trent. You see, Trent had a verbal discussion about his loyalty with New Japan that he was willing to stay, but he did make a very compelling point. Nothing was agreed on on paper. It was a handshake, a verbal agreement but never a handshake so it would make sense but i find it kind of strange that now they want chaos to that the, the chaos want orange castle to be part of it i'm like they must think they're cool because i'm i'm super aware that uh sanshiro tagagi the one of the top executives in um in cyber fight which owns uh ddt pro wrestling said he will love to bring orange cassidy to ddt pro wrestling I mean, that is still a good option to have. But I did hear that Orange Cassidy did want to compete in the best of the Super Juniors. But we, not yet. We haven't seen any wrestlers from AEW going to Japan for anything yet. But hopefully we can see that. You know, I would love to see that happen. But the real question is, 
will we ever see guys like Okada in the AEW ring? I'm hoping it would because, as you know, the best friends are in a bit of a war with uh, the family, the Hardy family office because Hardy will never forget that he broke his nose. But apparently, it just revealed that a member of Chaos will be teaming with Orange Cassidy this Wednesday. And that person is Ishii. Now, some people are saying, I think that's a bad decision. They would have preferred Okada. I mean, it, it would make more sense. But there was talks about what if we see the rekindle feud between both uh, Okada and Kenny. I'm like, yeah, that could happen. But that's at another time. I'm not saying it should happen. But... We should just leave that alone at the moment and focus how Okada could accept how he would accept the other me the best friends as part of chaos. That's something I feel they should focus on. But um, I mean, they do made a compelling point on that. I'm not going to deny or lie about it. But that's how it is. But I can't wait for this Wednesday. It's going to be killer. And I hope you guys get to see that. Now, if you guys are big fans of the Yoshi Wrestling World, then you guys may have heard the news. But those who don't, this is going to shock you. Promotion at Red Skrulls has announced that they will be shutting down operations by the end of this year. Now, have you guys seen at Red Skrulls? And you probably be, what the fuck? Yes, that happened. I was like, what? I have seen about maybe six shows from them, but it's still, there is no reason why, like no one explained what was the reasons of shutting down operations. Now, my initial assumption was from the start that the pandemic had anything to do with it, or they did not have enough financial status to keep the wrestlers i don't know because here's the thing at risk girls is a good promotion but however it's not a major promotion it's an independent yoshi promotion and it would make sense uh they have done shows in cork and hall they have done it in mostly shows like between tokyo and osaka just a small number of shows but i don't know why it's kind of strange but if you guys must know, there have been uh, wrestlers that I've seen appear who are now currently in stardom. Uh, Tam Nakano, Waka, and Mai Sakurai, they were all part of Atlas Girls. They were trained there. I've seen many of their shows. Uh, of course, freelancers have been there. But uh, it's still no indication why this happened. Like, why was this uh, – how do I say this? Uh this whole thing was not mentioned. Like, why wasn't no? There's no word about why this is happening. Why they are shutting down? Were they having problems financially? Did the pandemic cause a problem? Nothing. But I hope maybe one day we get to see it. But some of you right now are questioning this at this point. J. Rod, what's going to happen to the wrestlers? I don't know. I mean, there's various promotions they go to, but like I said, stardom is the number one promotion the number it's like the only major promotion and right now they're opening the doors for many girls to go there and do i think any of them are gonna head to to stardom i don't know but the other promotions i can think of that could go is 
Tokyo Yoshi Pro, Oz Academy, Seedling, That's So Marvelous Pro Wrestling, Got to Move, which ha Got to Move, uh, Just Tap Out, where they have like co-eds between mo both men and women, uh, Sandai Girls, World Women Pro Wrestling, Diana, Pure J, and then finally Ice Ribbon. So they could go anywhere in, in any of these promotions, but um, but yeah, I, I just that's what I think happened. But all we can do is whoever wherever they're gonna go, let's just show them our full support, and I think that's what they need. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about, if you guys saw what happened this Saturday, yes, Full Gear, what a great show. I enjoyed every moment of it. I mean, seeing Hangman Page finally becoming the AEW World Champion. Two years in the effing making. I have to say thank you to the wrestling gods for allowing this to happen. Now, I have to say... Opening the show with MJF and Darby was awesome. It was strong. It showed. It told the story how MJF is trying to prove that he is the the number one pillar of the entire of AEW, and that he said he was going to break Darby Allen psychologically. But the real question: Did he? I don't know. But that's something. Excuse me. That's something we can talk about. But, however, MJF actually won it by, of course, whacking Darby Allin with the diamond ring. Next up, we got the AEW World Tag Team titles. Uh, FTR versus Lucha Brothers. This was also a good match with a lot of spots in this one. Like, we got wrestlers that are more technical versus guys that are a bit of a high flyers. And that kind of bit fits into the storyline. But, however, FTR screwed up. By trying to use the Super Rana's max. And referee didn't know who was the real legal man between both FTR. And that kind of screwed them a little bit over. But do we think this is the end of it? I don't know. But hopefully it probably is or not. Then we got the False Count Anywhere match between the Super Clit, Young Bucks, and Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. Jurassic Express, Lucha Boy, and Luchasaurus, no, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I have to say, that match was fucking insane, man, insane, you heard me right, guys, I said effing insane, I did not expect a whole lot to take place in this match, but man, I was so wow, but I think the best moment is when Jungle Boy finally took the shot. If you guys are familiarized with Christian, he has this thing with the concerto that he normally does with Edge, but now he told Christian, let me do it, and he did it. It's like, to me, when I when I think about it, it's like he was crossing the line, but for good reason, because he's been at war with the, with the Young Bucks and, of course, the uh, and Adam Cole, it fits him perfectly, but they actually won the match. Me, I don't know what to make about this next match. Andrade and Malachi Black versus Pac and Cody. It was more like a 50-50 chance that these teams will get to 
we'll get along, that sort of thing. But in the end, it was Pac that picked up the victory on Andrade when he applied the, bro the broken arrow. Then we got the Women's Championship. Oh, man, that one is a good one, too. I have to say, Tay Cotney really, really did an amazing job in this match. And I think maybe Britt Baker felt she did not anticipate a whole lot in the match. I mean, Tay Conti is a very an impressive wrestler. I know that many people have talked about what a great spectacular wrestler she is. And I, I have to say, it's great. I'm just, wow. But fortunately, Britt Baker retained the title. And then we got Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. That match, it was more like not about who's winning or who loses. It was all about beating the shit out of each other. That sound, that's what it was to me watching this match. And frankly, I just don't know what to make of it. I'm just thinking, wow. But apparently he imitated, CM Punk imitated John Cena. I don't know if there's a direct feud between those two. I don't know. But we'll see because if you guys know... There's always negativity coming out of WWE in the past, but we'll see. Next up is the Minneapolis Street Fight. Oh, man, instant class. That one's a pretty insane one. But Paul, uh, Dan Lambert was the only one who was trying to avoid not getting hurt until Jericho hurt his sorry ass with the kendo stick and a freaking stapler on his dick. Until Jericho pulled off the most interesting move. And if you guys know this, we were AW. Stars, including wrestlers, were celebrating the 16-year anniversary since Eddie Guerrero left this earth. And, of course, Eddie would be proud. You know, he, he probably, I, I can't imagine, like, hey, Holmes, come on, man. But I think the biggest surprise took place, and before we get to the main event, was Jay Lethal, who is now officially with All Elite Wrestling. Some of you were saying, wait a minute, isn't he with Ring of Honor? Well, apparently he asked for his release, and they granted him that because by the end of this year, all the ROH wrestlers will be no, will be out of their jobs, and that kind of fits in. And I think he wanted to make the jump now because AEW is the best place to go where pro wrestling is now being appreciated, being more fun, being more active. Because we don't need this sports entertainment that WWE has been pulling off. But he did issue, uh, wanted to apply the, uh, set up the open challenge that uh, that Sammy Guevara put out. Challenging anybody. And Sammy did accept it. And that match is going to take place this coming Wednesday. Now our main event is Kenny Omega versus Handman Page. Oh my god, this one's a classic match too. I have to say it was more like these two guys knew exactly what... Their, each other's moves, everything. But of course, we cannot forget Don Callis is going to be there, and I'm like, wow. But I think the the best moment that I've ever witnessed is when the Bucks showed up. Now, Hammond Page didn't mention on Rampage giving them the warning. You lay hands on me, I swear to God, I'll make your lives a living hell. And that's what he would do. Now, the, the Bucks had a clear conscience about that, what if these threats were real? Was he willing, capable of doing that? Most likely, because here's the thing. Hatman said, yes, I'm a dick, I'm an ass, I cost you your the tag team titles. You know, you cost me my opportunity for the... But we're, we'll make it even. But right now, this is no longer about that. 
It's about seeing what you guys are going to do. And I think that kind of plays out pretty well. But having Hangman win it, uh, it kind of felt great because I think it's the right call because we definitely need a new arrest, a wrestler who we think could lead AEW to the future. A, a wrestler that hasn't held any championship in the past, like from WWE, who can pull it off. And I think Hangman is the right call. And I, th and I cried when he won. But at the same time, I cried when the Dark Order showed up. You know, to celebrate this awesome victory. And, I mean, it's so great. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen. But we all know whose opponent is, and that is none other than the American Dragon. Of course, uh, uh, Daniel Bryanson. I mean, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson. I forgot to mention he actually won <coughs> his match against Merrill. But... <coughs> It's going to be great. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, stay tuned for more for next week. Uh, there will be some great content. I'll let you guys know what I think about Tomo Iroishi being in AEW. And if there's anything else taking place, I'll put that on next week's podcast episode for all of you. But for now, I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. and have a nice day. Bang!